The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. This episode of the Recruiter's Lounge originally aired on January 16th, 2008. The original title, Smoking Cigarettes Will Get You Fired. And this is the description. Smoking is not just bad for your health, but it can get you fired too. McDonald's puts a new spin on the Happy Meal. Identity theft is rampant at a certain chicken plant. How to check if your H-1B applicant is legal. And finally, things are hard out here for a pimp. Yeah, this is a show to remember. And you can hear exactly how it sounded way back when, January 16th, 2008, right after this special message. Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. We We out. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. Welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry, and it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. SGA, Executive Tracker Pro, is an online service providing contact information on thousands of executives at each of the top public and private companies. And hear this, people. It is 100%, yes, 100% telephone verified, constantly updated, highly accurate, and comprehensive. With SGA Executive Tracker Pro, you have at your fingertips the contact information of C-level executives and all of those essential director and management level personnel that you just can't seem to find anywhere else. Listen up, people. SGA Executive Tracker Pro can dramatically shorten the amount of time it takes you to find the best leads. Hey, pick up the phone right now and give them a call. Tell them Jim Stroud said, I could have a free 15-minute online demonstration of your product, and I want to see it right now. The number you need to make that happen is 518-843-4611. That's 518-843-4611. And, of course, you can also find them online at www.sgaexecutivetracker.com. Welcome once again to the Recruiters Lounge. I'm your host, Jim Stroud, and beside me is my co-host, you know her, you love her, Karen Madden. Good morning to everybody. Should I say good afternoon or should I hello? Hi, everybody. This is- you don't know if they're listening to this in the morning, evening, or night. Yeah, there you go. So, hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you are unusually chipper, um, although I know you're going through something very, very strenuous. Yes. I have been, but it's been now, what, three months? Although I'm making fun of it at every possible time. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, <laughs> I have made your life miserable, haven't I? Uh, yeah. Tell the, people <laughs> we're talking, tell the people what we're talking about. Okay, as you guys may have heard in one of our earlier podcasts, I stopped smoking again. 
Again. Yes, again. that's right. I'm glad you said again. Yes. Well, I'm <laughs> keep trying, and I'm. This has been a longer effort for the in the last year. Okay. Have you tried that? Um, they have this thing out now. They said they give you a shot, and uh, you walk away, and, and and you never have it again. Well, actually, I didn't do. I did a pill. It's called Shantix. A pill. Yes. You got to take a pill every single day. So this is so. The, let me get the chronology of this. From a patch to gum to a pill. To almost a shot. Well, you didn't take the shot. You went. No, down. I didn't go with the shot. See, the Chantix pill I heard about, and I thought, okay. In fact, it was one of our friends, uh, Amy Beth, who told me about it. Hello, Amy Beth. How are you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's, let's give her a shout out. Amy, yeah. Beth, Amy Beth Hale, H A A M Y B E T H H A L E dot com. Shout out. Shout out to Amy Beth and say thank you to her too. Okay, because Amy was kind of coming down on me for smoking, just like you had. Mm. And then she told me, I think she was the one that said, hey, you know, maybe you should check out this pill called Chantix. Mm. And it's supposed to help you, and it does, by the way, it helps you with your cravings. Okay, Chantix, you guys, we, um, we're kind of like uh, going to get some money from this, okay? I <laughs> some sponsorship rare, okay? <laughs> but actually, it's really worth it. I mean, seriously, I have always wanted to stop, like you know, but the hardest mm-hmm. part is the cravings. Mm. And, and the... Um should I say mood swings? Pardon me? I said you don't have mood swings. Oh gosh, it helps with mood. It does. It it does create terrible mood swings. I mean that. I gotta say the pill does make you meaner than usual, even though you are mean when you stop smoking. Anyways, mm. the mood swings. When you've seen my mood swings, I have been just gnarly these last couple of months. Really? I have been mean. No. Oh, okay. He's attesting it. Everybody, y'all, he's attesting it. He's being nice about this, aren't you? Well, and I mean, well, how, well okay, okay. We we got the point. You're you're you're, you're being grouchy off and on. Off and on. It's getting better. Let's let's reel it into recruiting. Now, <laughs> one thing I thought about, about I know what. Well, how is this how is this smoking thing about recruiting? Explain it to me. Okay. For okay. Well, one of the reasons I really have a problem with smoking is living here in California. I mean, mm. we have some really strong smoking laws. Well, everybody's healthy in California, supposedly. Supposedly. I mean, no, seriously, you really don't even want to smoke on the streets in California because, I mean, the looks you get. Nobody smokes down here, man, okay? Really? And companies, well, at least the laws are protecting smokers down here where you can't fire or hire someone because they are smokers, okay? Mm. But there's other states that are not as liberal, like, say, for example, Michigan. And, in fact... A company, a health company in Michigan, just recently fired some smokers, but they won't take the test to see if they were smoking. What? Mm-hmm. So a company can test an employee to see if they're smoking, like like a drug, like a random drug test. Yes. In really? some states, only in some states. That's 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 a little bizarre. Okay. They I mean, I can see if they're if you want to test them if they're doing you know cocaine or some other hard narcotic or something, but that, smoking. I mean, that's what, I know it's it's a legal drug like alcohol, right? And so this company called Waco Inc. Yeah. They decided to adopt a policy in January that allowed employees to be fired if they smoked, even if the smoking happens after business hours or at home. No. Oh yeah. How can you enforce that? Well, they are saying it's based upon their health benefits, and their health benefits go up through the roof. So the company's paying for health benefits, and a lot of companies are trying to get out of that. Um, well, we talked about that before. Yeah, high health care costs, right? Right. So, uh, so let me let me look at it from the company standpoint. So, from the company standpoint, I want to save a buck and, and, and increase my profit margin and make my shareholders happy, and earn my uh, 
ridiculously large CEO salary. Mm -hmm. And um, so to do that, I'm going to randomly pick people and say, hey, I want you to take this this uh, cigarette it's not random. test. It's not random. It's everybody. Any, every, employee. Every, every employee has to do this at a certain time. Every employee has to take a, um, a, drug, a drug test to see if they're smoking. Okay. So no one is witness to them taking a smoking break or ever seeing a cigarette in their mouth at any time on the job. You don't even if, have, if they you, smoke at home, yes. If, you if have they smoking, smoke at home uh, on their own property on their own time, right. then, it, then that then this, the um, the test detect your cigarette smoking habit from your personal life, mm -hmm. then you can get fired from your job. Yeah. Although you haven't done it at all. Yeah. That's well, not no, because fair. It's, I mean, that, and that's what the problem at is because works. your spouse could actually be smoking too, right? Secondhand but smoke. The thing is, secondhand smoke kills is what I guess that they're going to go with. But I mean, you could get smoking nicotine in your bloodstream based upon from your spouse. But they're so they're giving this. But anyways, they're giving this uh, smoking test, right. and some of these come people actually quit because they didn't want to take the test. They just quit and said, "To heck with this, right?" <laughs> <laughs> they could, I mean, not, not, not because it was. Um, uh, legally un well, not because it was unfair or some kind of principle, just because they don't want to give up smoking. Right. See that. Well, the thing is, let me put it. Okay, this. I'm I'm never I'm not a smoker, never been a smoker, so maybe I just just don't understand. Well, Why would you put smoking above a job? Let me put it this. Something way. that's killing you. Jim. Okay, first off, I can understand I where the company's coming from, right. but at the same time. If they're concerned about the health costs, if the can, if the employee wants to kill himself, then let the employee pay their own health costs, okay? But don't fire them. <laughs> Give them that option. Say, okay, listen, you want to continue smoking, fine. You pay for it. So I can't get the, you will fire you if you're going to keep smoking. And that we're using the health costs as a reason, okay? I think that that's a total violation of civil rights. I really do. And I appreciate the states that state, hey, you can't fire or hire anyone based on if they're utilizing legal drugs. Personally, I mean, where's it going to end? Is it going to be that if I'm having sex with my somebody else besides my husband, they're going to test to see that and say, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to fire you? Or oh, how would because they you drink that? at home, uh, you have alcohol, you drink alcohol, they're going to try to stop you from doing that too? Okay, well, well, one, you're arguing what could happen. You can't really argue what could happen until it does. Because examples like... This is, you, but this but, is but examples like an adulterous relationship, how can they prove that if you're not doing it on the job? I'm like, well, I don't know. They, I'm sure they'll find a oh, way. It's the same way they're finding about how you're smoking at home. But that's 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 biological. They can they are tested to test your biology oh, for that. I, okay, you went, I went to the extreme. Granted, okay, that yeah. was a little extreme, but they can deal with the Very alcohol extreme. thing. But okay, uh, let's deal with the alcohol. Okay. Okay, so if I drink at home, which is a legal drug, which is smoking, smoking's a legal drug. It's not mm. banned in the in, in the 50 states yet. Okay. Mm. All right. And if I'm smoking in the uh, privacy of my home, yep. and and nobody's bothered from it but just me and myself and I, mm -hmm. and I come... And you, no one's bothered but you, yourself, and I, and, and, and what now? And I'm coming to work every day, yep. and I'm doing my job ever very well. Yep. I'm an exemplary um, employee. Yep. Then what? And I'm willing to pay my own exorbitant medical costs, because, even though I know I'm... Oh, wait a minute, so the company won't have to pay for it? And the company doesn't have to pay for it. That's my option. Either you pay for your exorbitant medical costs, not uh, not the company. Here's an option, okay? Either you quit smoking mm. and we, we pay your costs, or you can continue smoking. That should be the option is what I'm saying. But that's not the option. They say you have to quit smoking. But, see, that's going to be tricky now. If a company tells you, okay, you're going to have to quit smoking or you pay your own health care, mm -hmm. which may seem, you know, fair and fine. Yeah. But if you take away the carrot of, of a company paying for your benefits, 
it's going to be a little trickier to, to recruit them, I would think, because for some people it's all about salary. Well, for That's most people option. it's about salary. But, but for a lot of people it's for the benefits. Well, actually not really because it's like your option. Here's the option. Hmm. You, the option is you want a job, you want to stay here, you want to continue working, or you smoke. So here's the option. You're giving that person the option or incentive to quit smoking. A lot of people just feel like they, you know, some people just can't stop. It is more addictive than heroin. It is more addictive than crack cocaine. And believe me, I know you've seen my mood swings. I've noticed a couple. Okay, now my question is to to the companies. Mm. Let's say that I decide to stop smoking because I really treasure my job. I've been a valued employee for 15 years, and I'm having the hardest time with this. I mean, I'm going through the depression. You've seen me go through the depression, too, okay? So I'm going through the depression. I'm being gnarly at work. I feel like I'm ready to pull everybody's hair out, not just mine. Are you going to put me in a padded cell? Are you going to help me? Are you going to help me with my depression? What are you? Are you going to make sure you keep me away from employees so I don't kill them? Or are you going to fire me because of my mood swings? Because I, I mean, I was fired. Well, well, I'm looking at okay. Say I'm Mr. Manager and someone is quitting smoking or, or they're going through something with smoking and they're about a bit of an attitude. I generally don't see people picking up machine guns and killing people because they're trying to quit smoking. No, I don't know that's not the reason, though. <laughs> <laughs> they, may, well, they may feel like it. You know? But, you know, and I understand that nicotine is a drug and that kind of thing, but it's not like it's, it's pot. I mean, if you had a situation where somebody was, Dealing pot or something in the workplace, mm-hmm. or something to do with marijuana or something like that. I, that's just, an illegal drug. That's an illegal drug. So, well, okay, yeah, that's true. There's a difference. That's illegal. This is a legal drug, and at this current time, they're saying that you cannot partake in illegal activity and work at this place, and that to me is against the civil rights. And which, by the way, I then say, oh. If you're worried about my health, then are you going to stop having cars coming into the parking lot? Because they kind of like, you know, their exhaust make me sick, too. And what about airplanes? Are we going to have them stop flying? And um, Let's get rid of all the cows because, you know, they're depleting the ozone. And see, now you're taking too far. No, I mean, I'm serious, though. Too I mean, far. It is, but it's the truth, though. If you're talking about my health, then there's all kinds of motorcycles, all, I mean, lawnmowers. Anytime I go to the lawnmower, that thing is presuming some bad chemicals that I'm breathing in. So, mm-hmm. you know, where, where do we come in and draw a line, you know, and say, okay, do you really have the right to fire me because I'm an exemplary employee, been here for 15 years. I've been a smoker whilst I've been working there 15 years, but you're firing me because I smoke? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. I, I I find that a very disturbing, which, you know, I, and that's my, I mean, I can understand, like, we had, a, we talked about this with McDonald's. Right. Just recently, a kid got um, busted yeah. because he was selling, dr- uh, po- I think it was pot, at a McDonald's. Uh-huh. What menu item was that in the drive-thru? Yeah. I'll, I'll take the hashish, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hashish meal. He was doing, yeah, he was dealing. He was dealing at the drive That's something you would hear. It seemed like it's something from a, I don't know, like it's a, I, 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 I'm stumbling over my words. But it's. I'm, I guess because I just went to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, it was like a quotation, quotation, like the crack house. It was the place. You, okay, you want to get some good hash, man? You just go down to the McDonald's down there or not. So, so, okay, tell, about, tell me about this because I'm, I'm, I'm spilling my words. I got to quit McDonald's. <laughs> okay. There's this, I can't remember what city. Was it Illinois? Wasn't it and, Illinois? I'm sorry about that. I guess somebody was calling in. Yeah, wasn't it Illinois? 
Oh, it was not. I actually heard this on the news. Okay. It was on the news. Okay. It was on like NBC, NBC News. Okay. We'll look it up. We can find, I know it's going to be out there. Well, anyway, so um, this kid was actually dealing drugs whilst an employee at McDonald's, and he was doing it at the window. So when a person was coming up and getting a hamburger, they were also getting, you know, they had a little code that they would say. Can I take your order, please? Yeah, exactly. And they would also then they'll say, we want a hamburger. Make that, like, cheesy or something, make it whatever. And he'd know whatever they were ordering, right? <laughs> so he got busted. It was, yeah, I guess it is. How long did that go on? It went on for quite some time, actually. Really? Yes. And so McDonald's didn't know about it, but it was one of the people within the organization and at the, that particular store that turned the kid in. And that's how McDonald's found out about it. And of course, they fired him. Did he go to jail? Of course. Okay. Of course. I mean, well, see, that's an, see now that is a legitimate reason to fire someone for a drug-related incident. He was selling pot. Well, yeah, it's in the drive-through. That's a that's a fireable, no excuse situation. Well, the thing is, it's like what's so funny. Um, it's it's. A, <laughs> Oh, it was in the, he's an assistant manager. I just found it. I just found it on the internet. Hmm. He was an assistant manager, actually, too. Hmm. Yeah. Well. And and so it, it's like a super size me, basically. God. <laughs> okay, so I can find it. Do you, do you, I, make, do you eat at McDonald's? Not often. Not often. Not very often. I, 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 I'm a Burger King man myself, but you are. Yeah, I was in the airport the other day, and it, it didn't have a Burger King, and it didn't have a and the Quiznos, which I also like, was was closed. But they had a McDonald's there, and I and um, I didn't want the burger, so I got the chicken sandwich. Okay. I thought about, it was it was it was okay. It was it was better than I thought it would be, but it made me think about this incident that happened up in Dallas. You, you heard about the Pilgrim Pride thing? I told you about that, right? Uh huh. Let me tell people who don't know what, who don't know what I'm talking about. Well, three um, former. <laughs> Pilgrim's Pride employees and, and some other guy were accused of running an identity death ring to help get jobs for illegal immigrants at two poultry plants. Can you? Is it, this is now when I <laughs> the chicken sandwich, Pilgrim's Pride, federal sting. It all goes together. But <laughs> when people talk about illegal immigrants and working at different places like this, I mean, how hard is it to do more stuff like this? If if your goal is to Stop illegal immigrants working at different places. Well, actually, I'm going to give you one even worse on a great basis. And it took them nine life. months to do that. I mean, it's like something you could have done in a day. But, Did but. you hear about what happened with Del Monte and the same the, situation? The fruit cocktail people? That's what I think about. I think about Del Monte. I think about the fruit cups. Yeah, the fruit cocktail people. Well, Del Monte and a recruiting firm out here out in Washington, Seattle, Washington, yeah. got a rec- huge recruiting firm, by the way. Well, this recruiting firm would do hiring. Um, uh, they had these temp and illegal aliens working at Del Monte, but they were utilizing people's identity, real people's identity, and giving them phony IDs. And the way the reason these guys got founded and busted was because they were using Social Security numbers of individuals who were collecting Social Security as well. So Ooh. here's the Social Security Administration offices calling, texting these people and saying, hey, you can't collect Social Security. You're supposed to be working at Del Monte. They're like, no, I, I'm not. I'm actually, you know, here. I'm, I'm sick. I'm at home. I'm not working. And then they tracked it, and they found out that this particular recruiting company, we're talking like about 40, we're talking like 40 people here, mm. 40 to 50 people. They were using the false IDs, I mean, phony IDs, well, real IDs of people, but they were using these IDs to place illegal immigrants at Del Monte. Wow. It was bad. I mean, this happened like mid of last year. 
I wonder if that's indicative of a booming in, a booming enterprise or booming industry. Of it's cheap labor, hon. It's yeah, well, all it I'm, is is about cheap labor. I don't want to pay what I should be paying. In fact, some of these now is another issue. A lot of these illegal aliens are also complaining of work uh, work abuse. Is what? Of work abuse. Work they were forced to work in very very bad conditions. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, we're talking. Yeah. They were. Put into freezing temperatures without gloves, you know, working overtime without pay, that whole deal. Mm. And so that was that's another part of the whole situation, and it's like it's not in a very attractive situation. And it all comes down to we don't want to have to pay good salaries. But then there's another recruiting company just recently, and back in October, November, mm. who's paying $1.75 million because they were giving um, IDs to – a lot of these H-1 visas, and they're paying the minimum. They were paying lesser wages than they're supposed to, to these people. Wow. So I mean, it, it is. I mean, it, they want to go ahead and pay less to people. They want to abuse the system. They want to find ways to go ahead and get cheap labor, and then they complain that there's no labor. There's no good people to be found. It's a conundrum. It is a conundrum. You know, someone sent me. Um, I got a, an article. Someone sent me. I guess. People are listening to our podcast more because I'm starting to get some emails. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone was uh, not necessarily challenging you, but sending out, sending me an email about um, the economy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I know we talked. Uh, oh, before we go there, can I just talk about another one that's really interesting? Well, well, let me say, let me throw this out here first. Let me throw this out first because we're, we're, you know, scheduled. Um, well, they, we talked about how the uh, recession's coming. Uh, at least that's that's your mantra. And <laughs> well, it's like what every, every news story says about. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I know okay, I know. okay. So it's it's, it's legitimate, uh, legitimate concern. Uh-huh. But someone sent me this um, this um, post, I mean this um, article that I ended up posting it on my, on my site mm-hmm. about how although it may be hard in certain markets, if you're in IT, you're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm going to quote from this article they sent me. This was from. Um, which is from CIO Insight Magazine, mm-hmm. said that unemployment among business tech professionals has fallen to a decade low as the mm-hmm. size of IT workforce has risen to a record level in 2007, mm-hmm. according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Mm-hmm. So if you're, working, if you're an American IT worker, mm-hmm. um, then unemployment went down. I challenge that. You challenge that. Absolutely. I think if you're a foreign IT worker working in America – you're got good, you're gonna definitely be lucky, but you and I know that there's a lot of sites out there where people who don't have degrees but have experience are saying, "I can't hire. I'm American." Or why do they keep hiring all these foreigners? Well, I mean, well, one reason why a lot of foreigners in IT are hired is because a lot of Americans are not enrolling in computer science uh, degrees. I have a question to that too. If mm. I have the experience, I know how to do it. I can do the code. I ah, but if it. they, but I know you're going to go with. You're going to say, well, how valuable is a computer science really if you have the experience? Yes. Well, um, good argument, but I, mean, uh, but, but I have to, to but I have to, I have to wonder, I have to wonder if. I mean, that's a valid argument to say if you have the experience, then what do you need a degree for? I can understand that. But if you look at the school levels and you see that people just aren't rolling into IT classes, that has to be indicative of people not having that much of an interest here in the United States for technology or to grow in that arena. Again, I think a lot of it is because of the value of the, do- I mean, of the 
Okay, let's take that company who hired all of those H-1B visas to put into those. I mean, he was he had all these people working, okay, in companies, mm. and they were paying minimum wages and lesser for these people who should be making a way above minimum wages for the jobs that they were doing, right? Mm. And so, again, that's indicative of what's going on. There may be the jobs, but they're not hiring Americans. And why are they hiring these H-1B visas with the college degrees? It's because they're pacing. They want the million-dollar candidate for $50,000. Well, even even so, um, there are limits on how many H-1Bs are being issued out, and they're getting harder and harder to get. And that's why there's a lot of fraud involved with that. You, there's a lot of people, like the guy down here in San Francisco who got busted. He created over 50 – he brought these candidates in from um, Polynesian Island, okay? It was right. Indonesia. Right. He brought these candidates in, and he was using illegal fraudulent visas. He got four real legal visas, right? and then he docu- he duplicated these other visas, for, made 40 of them, and got 40 other people in. That's happening at massive amounts here in this country. And it's happening a lot in India, too. There are yes, a lot of exactly. scam artists there as well. So people are coming in on fraudulent visas, on, and they're getting jobs on these fraudulent visas. There's going to be some big major scandal. Can you imagine how how devastating it would be for a company to hire a team of people um, and, they're all, and all their visas are fraudulent? Well, it's on them to find out, though. I mean, it's easy to find out if they're Fraudulent or not, but how would not you say? Okay, that. say say I'm I'm a manager in and in a, I'm running an IT um, IT department, and everyone here is on on a visa. or not everyone, but a, a, a good sized number of them are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just assuming that HR took care of that when I brought them over. Uh, how could I check up to see if these guys are legitimately here on a legitimate visa? You go to the IRS's website. They have an actual link that you can go to, and you can check out legal paperwork and determine if the, per- the person's paperwork is legal or not. So I go to the IRS, which is irs.gov, and I'll link to it. I don't think it's irs.gov anymore. But it's it, not? It, no, they oh, let me look. The name. Let me look. It's, it's not irs.gov? Mm. I'm not say. sure because I don't. I think they changed it from their the name is different than the IRS now, too. It's no longer Internal Revenue Service? It's blood sucking vampire. I didn't say IRS. What did, what did I say? We're both brain dead today. It's just, it it's is still internal IRS, revenue. The INS. Oh. You should go to that sounds like how can you check that it let you do that? So all right. INS, Immigration Nationalization Service. Yeah, and it used to be INS dot gov, but I don't think it is that anymore. It's actually it's USCIS dot gov. US Bureau of Citizenship and Immigration Services. USBC. No, USCIS. USCIS.gov. Yes. Okay. And you can go on there and you can find the information on that site. Now, I mean, I just got my citizenship last year. You know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I can understand the willing to get to American Dream. I got. I came here legally. I know. I came here. That's good because I was about to check. <laughs> I came here. I was married to an American. Yeah. Had three American kids when I moved here. I mean, when kids were born on military bases, okay. Right. And so the thing is, is that you know, I, it's a hard process even when you're married. You know, just because you're automatic, you're married, you don't automatically get your green card. Mm. And you definitely don't get citizenship. And just because you have children, you don't get your citizenship. Instantly assumed. And so even when I came here with my ex, my former husband. I still had to go through a process 
where they gave me a temporary green card, and then I had to wait a couple of years before I could go ahead and establish a permanent, and then it took another couple of years before I can get my my citizenship. Mm-hmm. Well, out of boredom, I chose not to. I can't procrastinate it and waited 20 years to get my citizenship, okay? The only reason I did it was I wanted to vote, and um, seriously, that's the reason I decided to finally get it. Mm-hmm. And i got to tell you, I mean, the process is very challenging, and yet... I understand why people want to come live an American dream. But at the same time, the American dream is really not what we think it is. We, I had visions of streets lined with gold. Things are so easy. Everybody could have the American dream. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, but, but the good thing about it, and we talked about that on an earlier podcast, which is why I'm, I'm sort of cutting it off rather rudely. Okay, I do apologize. Um, is, is that America is just a big opportunity. I'm looking here um, – uh, at the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, mm-hmm. and I'll put a link up to these forms that I'm finding um, for employment verification. Look, it's, you, someone would need a I-9 form. Mm-hmm. We all have to have I-9 forms. You, we all, we all, we being the company, or we being the people who are applying Whenever for a visa. Company, the company gives us I-9 forms every time we start a new job. Right. Okay, and that's. That's to show who, what, when, and where. You have to give your, you have to give valid identification. I don't have to show my green card because I have a social security number. Even when I was a green card, when I was a green card holder, I never had to show that to you. Mm. As long as I have a social security number, all I have to do is show you a driver's license and a social security. I am now legal. You cannot ask me if I am a permanent resident. That's legal. When you can ask so, if, so if you have a green card, is it legal to ask you if you're a permanent resident? Well, okay, let me rephrase. There's no such thing as an illegal question, okay, okay, straight up. You can ask me. The question is, why are you asking me? You shouldn't be asking me if I'm illegal because I'm a protected class. A permanent resident is considered just an Amer- like an American citizen. And you can't ask the person, are you an American citizen? Well, the permanent resident is the same. It's protected the same as American citizens are. Mm-hmm. Now, what, that's why the question is, um, can you work in the United States without sponsorship? Is, better, is, the most protect, is the better and most effective way to ask that question? All right, let me send this out to people who, uh, who aren't listening to this from my website, jimstroud.com. Um, <laughs> shameless self-promotional plug. But if you want to um, look at this I-9 form and or look at other forms that you may need to check up to see if your people are, in fact, legitimate. Well, yeah, you have to. When you well, hold on. Let me, let me get this address out. This you is, have to give them that when you're – everybody has to do fill out an I-9 form when, when applying for a new job. Not even applying. If, if you're not a citizen. No, even when you're a citizen. Everybody must fill out an I-9 form. An I-9 form is part of your employment package. Uh, so people all figured it out, just didn't know, filled it out, just didn't know what it was. Yeah. I mean, it's like you just didn't know what it was called, and most people just don't even think about it. You you have to fill that out. You have to show two forms of ID. You had to show, they, you know, they ask you pretty much, are you a resident, where do you reside, what's your address, and are you legally allowed to work here without um, sponsorship, and you had to show two forms of ID when you came in to work at any company. Right. That's all part of the I-9 form. Okay. If this is, if this is um, interesting to you guys, check out this link. Um, it's tinyurl, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com, slash, the number two, F as in Frank, Z as in zebra, B as in boy, the number four, and F as in Frank. 
tinyurl.com slash 2FZB4F. And that will redirect you to uh, the page Karen and I have been waxing poetically on uh, in regards to I-9 forms and, and visas and all that wonderful stuff. Oh, by the way, and I also found the video, and I'll send you the link, but I also found the video for the guy who was dealing drugs at the McDonald's window. <laughs> oh, by the way, which brings me to another interesting topic, okay? And I can't remember what status was in, but it is based right now. If you sell crack cocaine, mm-hmm. you are now going to be considered employed. And if you have disability, it's <laughs> in Ohio. It's in Ohio. Wait, if you say that again, I know I didn't hear that right. Okay, in Ohio. Okay, mm. if you sell crack cocaine mm-hmm. as a dealer, a drug dealer, right. and you are also at the same time collecting disability. You will lose your disability benefits because you will be considered employed. To quote a, uh, a philosopher, uh, things are hard out here for a pimp. All right, on that note, <laughs> on that note, we're going to uh, close out another fun-filled session. Um, <laughs> this has been interesting. This has been an interesting one. They always seem to go off on tangents. You know, we'll, we'll come to the show and we'll have a set number of things to talk about, and then we'll just go all over the place. But I, I guess people will respond to that and they seem to like it, so I guess we'll keep doing it. What do you think? I, I love it. You just keep wanting to make me short. Just cut me short, shorter uh, and shorter that because, shorter. that because we don't want to have a two-hour show. Hey, why don't we ask, <laughs> what do you guys want, longer or shorter? Yes, let us know. If you want to um, give us back some feedback or comments, feel free. You can reach me at Jim Stroud. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D at JimStroud.com. I do appreciate it, and um, we'll talk to you next time. So until then, bye-bye. Well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or (laughs) just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D dot com slash podcast. So until next time, I'm Jim Stroud, and you're not. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And And we're we're the the Professional Professional Book Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!